This is Pavlina, host of Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio. Join me every Wednesday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. for news from Ukraine, great Ukrainian music, folklore, and factoids for the culturally curious. Here on CHLY 101.7 FM. Edmonton, Alberta. That was Millennia from their first CD, Jetia, and a song called Jetomate, a mother's advice for the lovelorn. Dobry den, ivitayu vas vsichshinovni radio sukhachi na radio predachu nash holos radio krinskoho korinya. Yakapodetsi vam si hodni takhegi kojni seredez rinacitoi do trinacitoi hodene na chveli CHLY oden nul oden cmfm umisti nanaimo. Pri mikrofoni Pavlina Itali Budoksana 
Дякую, що рішили перебути з нами наступних двох годин. Ми маємо дуже цікаві новини на сьогоднішній програмі. Hello there and welcome to Nash Hollis Ukrainian Roots Radio coming to you from CHLY 101.7 FM in Nanaimo. I'm Paulette demchuk mccory Pokrinska Pavlina, and I'll be your host for this first hour and then Oksana will host hour two in Ukrainian. Thanks so much for tuning in today. We've got a great program lined up for you. In this hour, we've got a recipe as well as news from Ukraine, courtesy Ukraine Today, and Ukrainian Jewish heritage, and a wrap-up of the events commemorating the 75th anniversary of the Babinyar tragedy in Kiev during World War II. And as usual, we'll have our Proverb of the Week, other items of interest, and great Ukrainian music. And coming up next is a song that kind of speaks to the season. It is by another Edmonton group, and they are called Dumka. This is from their CD sound, or album, rather, because it goes back to the 1980s. Uh, it is called Soundscapes and the Tune. Very apropos to our weather these days. Tumanyarum, Mist in the Ravine. Oh, 
And now, Ukrainian food flair with Sylvia Molnar. Tips for Ukrainian cooking. Hello. We can never have enough potato recipes. This simple recipe I have for you is outstanding. Puffy, egg-rich, and very, very tasty. Is there a vegetable that is versatile as the potato? It can be served plain or dressed up for elegance. Like good bread, it has a lovely flavor and hearty quality that make it welcome at all meals. It goes with a wide variety of seasonings and flavorings and can be cooked by any method. Remember, when possible, cook potatoes with their skins on. As much of the food value lies just under the skin and is lost if peeled away. After cooking, the skins will slip off easily. You'll need the following ingredients for Ukrainian country potato puff casserole. Four to five cups of boiled potatoes, nine eggs, one teaspoon baking powder, half a cup of cream, one teaspoon salt, or to taste, one tablespoon of butter melted or oil, and a generous sprinkling of black pepper. I never knew there was another Ukrainian word for potato until I visited western Ukraine. We always called them berabolya. So when I discovered kartoplya, it was quite a surprise. Boil the potatoes, mash, and then add cream. Lightly beat the eggs. Add salt and pepper to season and add to the mashed potatoes. Add the melted butter or oil and baking powder and beat well. Preheat the oven to 450 degrees. Pour the mixture into a well-greased 9 by 12 inch casserole and bake for 20 minutes. Then reduce the heat to 350 degrees Fahrenheit and bake another 20 minutes or until well browned. Serve hot with, of course, a dollop of sour cream or with a generous helping of melted butter. Oy, oy, oy. Try it. It's Ukrainian. This has been Ukrainian Food Flare from the Nasholos Audio Archives. Vyslúchejte rádiu programu Náš holos rádiu Ukrínského koríňa, ktorá podajete vám na chvíli CHLY o den 0 o den 7 FM u místí Nenajmo. Hovoriť Pavlina. You're listening to Náš holos Ukrainian Roots Radio at CHLY 101.7 FM in beautiful downtown Nenajmo. I'm your host, Pavlina.
Montreal, that was Chetam Shena and another song that speaks to the weather, Oinohori Doshti Dea, It's Raining in the Mountains. And you know, you really can't do anything about the weather, you got to take what you get. So what the heck, you might as well just dance. So strap on those dancing boots. Here is Prairie Crocus from Winnipeg and the Highland Shotis. <laughs>
And now for a look at Ukraine's rich Jewish heritage, then and now, brought to you by the Ukrainian Jewish Encounter based in Toronto, Ontario. Welcome to Ukrainian Jewish Heritage on Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio. I'm Peter Baker. 75 years ago, nearly 34,000 Jews were murdered at Babin Yar over a two-day period on September 29th and 30th, 1941. The location has become a poignant symbol of what is known as the Holocaust by bullets. Some 1.5 million Jews were shot to death on the territory of what is now Ukraine in this particular aspect of the Holocaust. The Ukrainian Jewish Encounter, or UJE, presented a very much anticipated program commemorating this 75th anniversary of Babin Yar. The program, held in Kyiv from September 23rd to 29th this year, featured four distinct projects. There was a public symposium, which included the introduction of a groundbreaking book on Babin Yar, a student conference, a landscape design competition, and a memorial concert. The effort took years of planning and was widely applauded, both in Ukraine and abroad. The UJE worked with the World Jewish Congress, Ukraine's government, and other Ukrainian Jewish and diaspora organizations to plan and present its program. UJE board member Paul Robert Mogochi, who along with his colleague Adrian Karatnitsky spearheaded the program, noted, Our goal was to turn the attention of Ukrainians and the world community to Babin Yar and to show it is a very important symbol of a mass tragedy of the 20th century. A special feature of the public symposium was a presentation of the newly published book Babin Yar, History and Memory. The book, published both in English and Ukrainian, presents essays written by 10 authors, including several symposium participants. They looked at the treatment of Babin Yar in art, culture, and literature. Dr. Vladislav Hrnevich, who co-edited the book with Dr. Mogachi, said, This book is not about death, but about life, and about the battle for memory about Babin Yar. It also raises the question of what is the future of Babin Yar? How is it to be organized? Nearly 200 young people from all over the world attended the youth conference. The conference coordinator, Dr. Ihor Strupak of Dipros Tukuma Institute for Holocaust Studies, said, We were able to get away from national egoism. We remembered that our country was touched by three genocides, the Holodomor, the Holocaust, and the deportation of Crimean Tatars. We also talked about the Holocaust against the backdrop of the contemporary Russian-Ukrainian war. We understood there is no such thing as someone else's pain. Another highlight of the week was a presentation of winning entries of an international landscape competition sponsored by the UJE as a first step in the expected creation of a necropolis at Babin Yar. There was no first place award as the jury did not feel any of the entries fulfilled all its requirements. However, Vitaly Nachmanovich, one of Ukraine's leading Babin Yar historians who oversaw the competition, said the two second-place winners and the third-place winner provided a promising foundation for the creation of a memorial park at Babin Yar. The UJE board chairman James C. Temerty presented the competition winners with awards. The commemorative week concluded with a memorial concert, which featured the Hamburg Symphony Orchestra, 
the renowned Ukrainian Dunka chorus, and international opera stars, including Pavlo Hunka of England. Ukraine native Oksana Linyu, who currently works with the Bavarian State Opera in Munich, was conductor, and the opera director Anakin Korselman of the Netherlands staged the powerful performance. Approximately 160 people were involved in the performances of Max Bruch's Prayerful Kol Nidre, the Kaddish Requiem by Yevhen Stankovich, based on the poems of the Ukrainian writer Dmitro Pavlichko, and the German Requiem by Johannes Brahms. Amidst all these events, one distinguished visitor to KU was World Jewish Congress President Ronald S. Lauder. He called Babin Yar one of the most infamous pieces of ground in the entire world. Lauder also reminded us why this commemoration is not only about loss, but also about hope and the future. He said, We are here in Kiev for one more important reason. We are here to celebrate the rebirth of a strong Jewish community here in Ukraine. This rebirth is nothing short of a miracle. This has been Ukrainian Jewish Heritage on Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio. From San Francisco, I'm Peter Baker. Until next time, Shalom. Ukrainian Jewish Heritage is brought to you by the Ukrainian Jewish Encounter, based in Toronto, Ontario. To find out more about their work, visit their website and follow them on Facebook and Twitter. Transcripts and audio files of this and earlier broadcasts of Ukrainian Jewish Heritage are available at their website, ukrainianjewishencounter.org, as well as at the Nasholos website, www.nasholos.com. Vysluchajte radiopredáču Náš holos, rádiu Krínského Koríňa na radiostanci CHLY o den 0 FM u místí Nenajmo. Hovorit Pavlina. You're listening to Náš holos Ukrainian Roots Radio on CHLY 101.7 FM in beautiful downtown Nenajmo. I'm your host, Pavlina. Надевал, надевал, надевал
Anatoly Rudenko and the Folklore Ensemble Kiev with Oikum Dokume Zalitsevsia. And coming up next is another group from Ukraine, and this goes back a few years. It is the Kiev Orchestra of Folk Instruments and Ususida Khatabila. <laughs> Radio Peredachu Nasholas Radio Krinskoho Korinia Nachvali CHLY Oden Zero Oden Sim FM Umisti Nanaimo Premikrofoni Pavlina You're listening to Nasholas Ukrainian Roots Radio here on CHLY 101.7 FM in Nanaimo. I'm your host Pavlina. Now, the latest news stories from Ukraine, courtesy Ukraine's first international English news channel, Ukraine Today. At least six Ukrainian soldiers have been wounded after militant fire overnight. As TSN news agency reports, they were immediately transported to hospitals at neighboring regions. The most intense shelling happened in the Mariupol area, which still remains a hot spot on the Donbass conflict zone map. Separatists used 122mm cannon artillery systems and mortars of both calibers in the villages of Shirokine, Vodyane and Lebedinske. Ukraine's ADO headquarters 
headquarters reports 29 cases when combined Russian separatist forces attacked Ukrainian army positions in eastern Ukraine in the past 24 hours, including 20 in the Mariupol sector, six barrages in the Luhansk sector and three in the Donetsk sector. The past day in Ukraine's ATO zone has brought a loss. One Ukrainian soldier died with seven more wounded. The ATO press service reports an intensification in militant fire around Donbass. Russian-backed separatists have performed 61 attacks overnight using mortars and cannons along the whole front line. 29 cases of the truce being broke were recorded in the Luhansk zone. As has appeared to be constantly the case, the townships of Novo-Alexandrivka, Krimske, Bohuslavske, Novozvanivka and Popasna. Militants fired mortars, grenade launchers and small arms in this sector. 23 provocations have happened in the Mariupol area, with the separatists firing 152 and 122 caliber artillery. Nine cases of shelling have taken place in the Donetsk areas with the very same type weapons. Right-wing organization Misanthropic Division claimed responsibility for murdering Arseniy Pavlov, the warlord of Donbas separatists and leader of one of the military divisions fighting against Ukrainian soldiers. The organization's members have published a short video where they admit killing the notorious Russian-backed separatists. They threaten to do the same with other leaders of the self-proclaimed republics. There's another version of the murder reported by Ukrainian volunteer Roman Donik. According to him, Pavlo was bombed by members of some local military brigade led by the Abkhazian servicemen. Pavlov's wife had a few disputes with their members and openly despised them. In response, they had been threatening to kill the separatists. Arseniy Pavlo was killed on October the 16th by an explosion in a building lift. The so-called Prime Minister of self-proclaimed Donetsk People's Republic, Oleksandr Zaharchenko, declared the killing had been staged by the Ukrainian security services and it was a declaration of war by Ukrainian President Petro Poroshenko. The terrorist was known for acting barbarously towards war hostages. He has committed a series of war crimes, including the killing of unarmed Ukrainian captive soldier, Donetsk airport defender, hero of Ukraine, Igor Branovitsky. Bomb disposal experts risk their lives no less than their army counterparts directly fighting with an enemy. Because militants act treacherously, leaving hidden deadly surprises in the ground. The landmines and tripwires are exactly what D-miners deal with. It may be quiet there and no combat action happening, but D-miners are always fully equipped. However, mine detecting sets don't safeguard in all situations because they sometimes cannot locate anti-personal mines. The work of bomb disposal is to find out and deactivate mines. 200 gram TNT block is enough for that purpose. Deactivation takes place away from inhabited areas. As bomb disposal experts say, they mainly find anti-personal fragmentation mines. And if a person trips it, a fatal outcome follows or that person can become disabled for life. Even most experienced specialists can make mistakes. A D-miner makes a mistake only once and that's it. Bomb disposal technicians have their own superstitions. No photographing, showering or shaving before the operation. Only when the work is done, they can have a sigh of relief. A warfare with mines is treacherous. It's not a battle with heroic victories. They silently, without fuss and public recognition, daily win a treacherous enemy. It's there to draw the line under wars. They eliminate last traces of war after remains of shells, even when combat actions are over. 
A massive build-up of military equipment in the occupied part of Donbass has been reported by the volunteer initiative Informnapalm. The shots, which have been taken by drone aircrafts, show the whole reinforced battalion tactical group of the Russian occupation forces. Several models of the spotted military equipment clearly point to the Russian origin. In the area of Chistakovo, the aerial intelligence has recorded Russian militants who were stationed at the sector close to a military firing range. The photos also demonstrate a convoy of 20 tanks, 25 infantry fighting vehicles, four 122mm self-propelled howitzers, five armored personal carriers, one surface-to-air missile system mounted on an armored vehicle along with other types of equipment. These drones have also provided footage of two meteorite mine-clearing vehicles that are exclusively serving in the Russian army. They are used to defeat manpower in 45 ruins, as happened during the assault of Donetsk airport by Russian-backed forces. Fire extinguishers, roll mats and flashlights. These are the presents the Red Cross bring to the school in the so-called grey zone in Krasnogorivka. Local pupils are used to shellings now. They know what it is like to spend long hours underground instead of in the classroom. Their school is often used as a bomb shelter, so now it's in much need of some renovation before winter comes. One of the classrooms has a huge hole from an armour-piercing projectile that hit the school in June. It was by mere chance the kids were on holiday. Strange as it sounds, I'm grateful. Nothing exploded. There wasn't any flames, just this hole. After the incident, all the windows were covered with protective film. It doesn't let the shrapnel scatter. The corridor windows have sandbags simply piled up against them. If they shoot, the broken glass will not fly everywhere. What should you do during the shelling? Run to the basement. The Red Cross brings water, roll mats, blankets, along with other much-needed items to put in the basement ready for the winter. Instead of math tasks, these children learn drills on how to behave during a war, deliver first aid and not to panic. All of them have already seen blood, wounds and sometimes even death. Shock, panic. I remember when the shell first hit us. I heard this strange sound. I screamed because it was impossible to bear. All the windows were shattered. I crawled to the basement over glass pieces. My dad was outside and worried. Here children are taught how to evacuate, plus what they must not touch under any circumstances. A round stone, a teddy bear. It could have a grenade inside. Yeah, my friend picked up a teddy. Her father grabbed it, but the bear exploded in his hands. They know how the war sounds and how it looks, yet everybody wants to remember. Remember what they thought and how they played happily as a child before all this bloodshed started. The first four prison sentences were given to Kharkiv anti-Maidan activists. Mondan was Donbass warlord Arseniy Pavlov, killed on October the 16th. Four people who tried to seize the Kharkiv Region Administration building were sentenced to five years in prison. Two of them with a suspended sentence of three years. Some other 60 anti-Maidan activists are still evading their court decisions. The arrested men participated in rallies in April 2014, which grew into mass unrest. Pro-Russian activists got into and seized the administration house. The trial on them has been in the process since 2014. They're accused of organizing public rights accompanied with violence, arson, destruction of property and seizure of buildings. 
the verdict hasn't come into effect yet, so the defendants have time to appeal. But Kharkiv patriots say they have been waiting for that decision since summer 2014. On October the 10th, the German city of Passau hosted a panel discussion on the future of Europe with NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg, European Council President Donald Tusk and European Parliament President Martin Schulz. They all called for the extension of sanctions against Russia because of the latter's activities in eastern Ukraine and Syria. At the same time, Schulz said that the EU's goal is to keep the channel for dialogues open with the Russians in order to avoid the situation when Russia becomes a pariah. Tusk also stated that normal relations with Russia is a priority, but the sanctions must be prolonged because the purpose of the restrictions hasn't been reached yet. Pavlo Klinkin, Ukraine's foreign minister, has talked about the speed-up of visa-free regime introduction for Ukraine with Margot Wallström, his Swedish colleague. The meeting took place in Luxembourg, where the head of Ukraine's foreign ministry is paying his working visit on October the 16th the 17th. There, he has scheduled a couple of meetings in a format Ukraine plus EU Friends of Ukraine. He will also have a range of talks with the European commissioners concerning sanction prolongation against Russia, cancellation of visas for Ukrainians and ratification of the association agreement between Ukraine and the EU. Antares rocket carrying supplies to the International Space Station has finally taken off from Virginia's eastern shore on October the 18th. This is a joint American, Ukrainian and Russian project, which have been finalized nearly two years of preparation as Antares exploded seconds after the previous launch, destroying the company's Virginia facility. The design of the core stage of the rocket was developed by Yuzhny Design Bureau and produced in Yuzhny machine building plant in the Ukrainian city of Dnipro. The engines were produced in Russia and rebuilt after the failed start in October 2014. The Ukrainian designers say a successful launch of Antares is a perspective for rapid growth of Ukraine's aerospace industry. The example of Antares is proof of a unique cooperation between Ukrainian and American companies. Around the world, there are a few similar cases of cooperation. We practically have all technologies to design every element for that project. A bridge to extensive use of heart transplantation. In Kiev's heart center, a 30-year-old lady was given an artificial heart. This is only the second time this kind of surgery has taken place. The heart, which costs over 100,000 euros, had been provided by the German producer on a loan basis. The money is still being collected. The recipient of an artificial heart can live a couple of years while waiting for a heart donor. The specialist heart surgeon, Boris Todurov, who implanted the new heart, hopes Ukraine's parliament will adopt a law on heart transplantation, providing a presumed consent. This will allow to conduct heart surgeries from donors who are not relatives to a person. I'm begging members of parliament to adopt such a law. The European Cup final race of radio-controlled sailors boat took place on the lake of the tourist resort center Bukovel. Even though the competition was fierce and spectacular, the regatta itself was happening in a total silence. Sportsmen say such radio regattas are more of mental sports, similar to chess playing. The type of boats at the Cup is Marblehead RC model sailors boats, the oldest in the history of this sport competition. The participants explain that it's harder to drive RC boats comparing to real sales boats. 
Races are fast. If a captain of a big yacht has up to five minutes for a maneuver, we have only five seconds. Sportsmen remotely look for wind, try to avoid crashing into others or turning over their ship. They also choose appropriate speed for them. Before landing their boats on water, they fix sails taking into account wind intensity. The regatta takes place in Ukraine for the first time, and the lake in the western Ukrainian Carpathians have all conditions for this competition, starting from a clear lake bottom to convenient geographical location, which is good for foreign racers. A Crimean resident and a professional stage director, Natalia Menshikova has founded her own theater in the city of Lviv. She had to leave her theatrical life on the peninsula and move to the western Ukrainian city two and a half years ago. At her new place, she drew on like-minded people and created an amateur-slash-professional theater Domus in uptown Lviv. For the opening night, they chose a play story Waking or Sleeping, inspired by the works of Gabriel Garcia Marquez and Anna Sokolova. It focuses on people who constantly struggle with different obstacles throughout their lives. They are depicted through animals who are hostages of a traveling zoo. The premiere gathered a full hall of theater goers. Not only Lviv residents flocked to see the play, but there were a lot of internally displaced people, both from Crimea and eastern Ukraine. We united displaced people and locals. We want to bring together children and adults in one theater. Altogether, a fusion of amateurs and professionals. A hearing on the future of the Scythian treasures, which had been taken from Crimea to the Netherlands for an exhibition, started in Amsterdam court on October the 5th. From the Ukrainian side, representatives of the Justice Ministry, the Foreign Ministry and the Culture Ministry took part in the hearing. As the Culture Minister Yevhen Yishchuk said, some members of the Ukrainian delegation couldn't get Dutch visas until the very last moment. The story behind the treasures goes like this. The showpieces from four Ukrainian museums in Crimea and one museum in Kyiv were brought to the Netherlands shortly before the ill-famed events in the Crimean Peninsula. The exhibition, entitled The Crimea Gold and Secrets from the Black Sea, was held in 2014 at the Elard Pearson Museum and featured almost 600 unique artifacts, namely gold items, a scabbard, a ceremonial helmet, plus countless precious gems. However, the Dutch party returned only those which were loaned from the museum in Kiev. Those from Crimean are still kept in the Netherlands. And here's another party. Russians became involved in the case, claiming their right to the Scythian gold as well. Ukraine's National Museum is ready to accept the showpieces. And if the Amsterdam court decides not in Ukraine's favor, the culture minister says Ukraine will appeal the decision. In the city of Zaporizhia, a record number of chicken wings was fried on a single pan. The record was established to mark the city day. A quarter of a ton of chicken, 70 liters of sauce and 50 kilograms of vegetables, spices and herbs were used to reach the national record. The food was prepared by 12 cooks using a special 2-meter pan. Chicken wings were being fried for an hour and a half. A crazy number of people came to the festival place, 2,000. Despite long lines, there was enough food for everyone. Very tasty, amazing, very pleased. Very delicious, but for old people like me, it needs more boiling. And the spices are very tasty. And with that, we've come to the end of this week's Ukraine News Roundup for this edition of Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio. To hear more news from Ukraine today, check all of this week's editions of Nasholos at www.nasholos.com.
And for their full roster of breaking stories, as well as interviews, press reviews, and in-depth analysis on Ukraine, follow Ukraine Today on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and their live blog, uatoday.tv. Vyslouchejte radio předáčů náš holos radio křínského korinia na radiostanci CHLY o den zero o den sim FM umístěna najmo. Zváme Pavlina. Here's what's happening this week in Central Vancouver Island's Ukrainian community. Father Chad Publishin and the parishioners of St. Mary's Ukrainian Orthodox Church in Parksville invite you to join them for services Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. As well, every Sunday from noon till 1 p.m., you can stock up on homemade pierogies and pies. St. Mary's Ukrainian Orthodox Church is located in Parksville at 594 Carl's Way. For more information, visit them online at vanisleparochial.ca. Father Theo Majinski and the parishioners of St. Michael's Ukrainian Catholic Church invite you to Divine Liturgy every Saturday at 11 a.m. and Sundays at 6 p.m. St. Michael's Ukrainian Catholic Church is located at 4017 Victoria Avenue in Nanaimo, just off Norwell Drive. For rentals, pierogi sales, and more information, call 250-758-4714. The Visna Ukrainian Dancers invite you to their Borscht and Sausage Fundraiser Dinner this Friday, October 21st from 6 to 8.30 p.m. at St. Michael's Ukrainian Catholic Parish Hall, 4017 Victoria Avenue in Nanaimo. Tickets are just $10 to get yours email visnadancers at gmail.com or visit their Facebook page to find out more. If you don't think you'll get your fill of Borscht on Friday night, then on Saturday, head on down to Victoria for their third annual Borscht Fest, taking place from noon till 2.30 p.m. at the Ukrainian Cultural Center, 3277 Douglas Street in Victoria. Tickets are just $10 with proceeds to Maple Hope Foundation for humanitarian aid to Ukraine. For more information, follow Borscht Fest Victoria on Facebook or contact the Ukrainian Cultural Center in Victoria. On Saturdays at 6 p.m., tune in to the Vancouver edition of Nosh Hollis on AM1320 and streaming online at am1320.com. As well, the international edition airs on AM, FM, shortwave, and satellite radio in over 20 countries on the PCJ radio network. You can get the podcast at the Nosh Hollis website. And here in Nanaimo, Nosh Hollis Ukrainian Roots Radio broadcasts live every Wednesday to the north and central Vancouver Island, Gulf Islands, Sunshine Coast, northwest Washington State, and greater Vancouver listening areas. So at 11 a.m. every Wednesday, join Oksana and me to get the best in Ukrainian news, folklore, and music here on CHLY 101.7 FM on the radio dial and streaming online at chly.ca. In between broadcasts, make sure to follow Nash Holos, Oksana, and me on Facebook and Twitter. And for audio archives, transcripts, podcast feeds, and more, visit our website, www.nashholos.com.
Ой, супой широкий, розляглось під вербами село чопілки. Там іграють блюзі, хлопці одинокі, і серце моє крають вишньоки дівки. Ввечері у п'ятницю прийду з роботи, скину я спитівку та керзогоді боти. Чуб на бриоліні, тіну джинси левіс, буду рвати струни, наче справжній Єлвіс. А хтось у Київ пнеться, та й покращу долю, а мені миліше ці квітом криті балки. Співає моє серце, наче птиця на волі, серце я залишив у селі чопілки. Як ракета по хайвею летить моя волга, до чопілків лишилось недовго. Знаю суміш вибухова, наче той толуол, пиво, кохання та рок-н-ролла. Ввечері у п'ятницю прийду з роботи, скину я спецівку та керзові боти. Чуб на бриоліню, тіну, джинці левіс, буду рвати струни, наче справжній Єлвіс. А хтось у Київ пнеться, та й покращу долю, а мені миліше ці квітом криті балки. І співає моє серце, наче птиця на волі, серце я залишив у селі чателки. Дай покращу долю, а мені миліше ці квітом криті балки І співає моє серце, наче птиця на волі Серце я залишив у селі Чопілки Своє серце я залишив у селі Чопілки And a Ukrainian remake of the Alan Jackson classic Chattahoochee. And that was Anton Mucharsky with Chopilka. And before him, you heard Jaden Chernoboy from Steinbeck, Manitoba, from his CD in Tradition and a medley of You Are My Sunshine and This Land Is Your Land. Sihodenu Bulas Vame Pavlina, Nahadu Vesluhite, Radio Predachunash Holos, Radio Krinskoho Korinia, Salashaitisias Name Nestupnu Hudenu. Dali Peradiu Mikrofoni Oksani, Zaprosiu Posokete Troche Proistoriu, Itredeci, Rospovist Oksana. Alla Peritemia Hotu Salashatavasti Chemist Slovame Mudrostea. Nevsi Pomilke Mojna Popravate. And our proverb of the week translates as not all mistakes can be corrected. And that brings us to the end of the first hour of Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio here on CHLY 101.7 FM in Nanaimo. Please stay with us as Oksana takes over the microphone to host the next hour. And she'll be chatting with Lilia from Victoria about the third annual Borscht Fest. And she's got more than that as well, so stay tuned. Meanwhile, please join me here again next Wednesday at 11 a.m. And until then, do stay in touch with Oksana and me on Facebook and Twitter. Like our Facebook page and check out the Nash Holos website where you can get the podcast, a link to our blog, and other information about the show. And that's www.nashholos.com. So stay tuned next for Nash Holos Ukrainian Hour with Oksana, followed by World Beat Canada with Vancouver's Cal Coat, and at 2 p.m. Jukebox Oldies with our own Bobby be cool. I'm Pavlina. Thanks so much for listening. Dozu srichi.
Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.